Welcome to the Activate Your Practice podcast. I'm Dr. Four. Data always wins. Hi, I'm Dr. Arlen Four. I'm bringing to you today a new podcast called Activate Your Practice. And today we have a guest that's been an activator practitioner for a long time. And it's Dr. Ed Shepard. He's from the state of Washington, been an instructor for years. And uh, Ed, um, how did you get into Activator? Well, back in 1983, I had the pleasure of going to a partner seminar. And it was my good fortune that you were doing um, an entire weekend of Activator Methods uh, at the Parker Seminar. And I sat on the edge of my seat for two days and learned everything I could about Activator. It was, uh, I thought it was an amazing experience. I came back home and uh, been using Activator ever since. So that's been 40 years now. So you'd say, and, and that, I believe that you started in Maine, isn't that correct? I actually started in Illinois, and then uh, I practiced there for nine years, and then moved to Maine. I was in Maine for 24 years, and now I've been in Seattle for the last 10 years. So you've had some opportunity to see how it is to start a new practice in different areas. Oh, I have. And this one's been the hardest one, I would say. And that's Uh, Practicing in a big city is a lot different than practicing in, in rural Maine or suburban Chicago. And, and so there, there have been challenges. And then COVID didn't help matters, but um, it wasn't all bad. We were at least able to continue our business, and so many of the businesses in our area were not. So, but yes, it, it's been a challenge. Now, we're going to talk about pediatrics today, and uh, we just got done uh, doing a whole digital thing on pediatrics last year and so it's ready to go it's been approved throughout the country uh, is there really a need for chiropractic care in the pediatric world well, that's a great question um, if you look at the research I, I googled the other day uh, on NIH and PubMed just to see about spinal issues with, with children and I was surprised to see how many papers there are written about uh, spinal injuries, uh, traumas in particular they were focusing on, but sporting activities and all the things kids get involved with, not to mention just living life. Um, their spines are subject to the same stresses that ours are. And when you add in this day and age of electronics, there's a whole new level of stress that's put on a kid's spine. Even back in 2010, um, Dr. Drew uh, Rubin wrote a paper that was published in uh, uh, JM, or the Journal of Chiropractic Medicine, and he did a paper on four patients that he'd seen who had what was casually referred to in the uh, in the literature as Wii-itis. If you remember the Nintendo Wii, the, the gaming console that kids used or that anybody could use. He was, um, he had four patients that came in, kids that had been using this electronic device and had injured their arms and their necks. And so when we look at that kind of a thing, and even now all the electronics that are being used, um, that puts even more stress in the spine with things like uh, tech neck, which is more associated with tech workers, but with kids, 
looking at phones and looking at devices and looking at gaming devices. Their spines are under a lot of stress um, from the electronic world, too. So, yeah, I think there's a need for pediatric care in chiropractic. Well, question two, is it safe to adjust a pediatric patient with an activator? Well, we have been fortunate to have been looking at some research that's been done about chiropractic adjustment in, in the pediatric population. And uh, there was a chiropractor in Italy um, who wrote a paper about safety and chiropractic adjusting and looking at, can we apply forces to a pediatric spine and, and is it safe? And the end result of all of that for us was that the forces that we deliver to a pediatric spine are well within the margins that are considered safe in the pediatric um, world of adjusting the spine. So I think it's very safe. I think we've got um, a device that allows us to control our forces and and to deliver and know what amount of force we're delivering to a pediatric spine. So yes, I think it's safe. What age was your is your youngest pediatric patient? Well, my youngest pediatric patient was nine hours old, and that was my uh, my granddaughter. She had just been born, and and her her parents were just noticing that she was having some trouble with latching, and um, when she was trying to breastfeed, and was was fussy, and just didn't. They wanted her checked, which is an interesting thing because her father is a pediatrician, so. He actually wanted me to check her because he had some experience with chiropractic through me and through me adjusting my kids. And, and so we, had, we adjusted her, and it really made a difference for her. So that was my youngest patient. Um, but it's, I, I feel very comfortable adjusting babies also using the activator method. It, it, it's very safe and can be very effective in, in helping them in that in those early stages of life. Is there a particular patient that you recall that had a remarkable response to pediatric adjusting? Yes, I, I think the one that stands out the most to me was um, one of my very first patients when I was um, practicing back in Illinois. This is the, the early 80s, and his um, neighbor was a patient of mine. And she was telling me how their family was really struggling because this baby was crying nonstop, like 24 hours a day, crying. It might stop for a little while, but it woke, it woke everybody in the family up all day. And, and he was just really struggling. And so I just suggested, why don't they bring the baby in? Let's see what we can do. Because the next step that they were going to take was to... Uh, just drug the baby with phenobarbital to knock it out so that it could rest when everybody else could rest. And they didn't really want to do that, but they decided to give chiropractic a try. We checked the baby. I checked the baby, and and he had an atlas subluxation. I cleared that out, and that night, for the first time in six weeks, the baby slept. And this changed the whole family's life. And from that point on, the rest of the family became patients. The mom and dad came in, the brothers, other brothers came in, and, and we took care of that family for a long time, and, and it really made a difference for them. So I think that was probably the most memorable you know, child patient. It just really 
fit me at a young time in my practice and my career and made a big difference in, in, in my thinking. Well, I remember like you do, uh, I was a young practitioner and activator. We were just developing it. But in Minnesota, it seemed like in October, we had colic month. And then the kids would not sleep, and they were driving their mothers crazy. And so we started having a colic time in the office. In other words, when they came at noon, they'd come in, and we'd put three babies across the table. We'd put the ones that had had an adjustment first, and then another one next to it, next to it. And we had a reason because the people that had one adjustment, they were telling raving to the other mothers how much better their children were feeling. And so they would sell the other mothers about the chiropractic care. And we would have tables lined. We had six tables and we'd have about 18 kids at, at noon, all in colic. And the reports that we got around the community were great. So I know what it feels like to have a particular type of uh, case that gets well quickly. What other conditions do you see pediatric patients presenting with in your office? Um, a, a number of different things, from uh, infant reflux to constipation, torticollis. I had an interesting uh, experience over this past week and a half. Um, another uh, patient was brought in to me. His mom is a pediatric hospitalist, and uh, he's been suffering with constipation. For, uh, for several weeks, uh, they've, they've had him on an intestinal uh, stimulant to try to keep him going, which she said was helping, but she said, I don't want him on this for long term. So if there's anything else we can do, we'd love to see if this could help. And so we've been working with him, and she just came in the other day to get her adjustment and brought him in for follow-up. And she said that he was doing much better. He was uh, having regular bowel movements and and she was just quite happy about all that. So um, there's a lot of different types of things, especially in the infant population. They they don't just come in complaining of neck pain, although obviously the birth process might produce problems with their necks like that. But they tend to come in with other types of problems just because the kids have been under a lot of stress and uh, their bodies are having a hard time regulating themselves. And if you can get them checked and adjusted, it seems to really make a difference. You know, uh, the next question I was going to ask you is, do parents feel comfortable? But I think you already answered it because here's a pediatrician that's bringing his yep. child to you. And I would say, if he's comfortable, well, then the average layperson out there is going to be real comfortable. That's right. I mean, I, I think patients, once they see the instrument and feel what it does, they realize, oh, okay, that's not as scary as I might have thought it was. And I always tell patients to quit watching YouTube about chiropractic adjustments because they see too many crazy things. And I show them how the activator works, and it really they really seem to have a sense of relief and, and, and understanding about what we're going to do. Do the children themselves seem scared at all? Um, at first, you know, their kids are tend to be shy and scared about a lot of things, but I try to make game a game out of it with them. I let them touch the activator. It's the activator five. I let them push all the buttons, which is sometimes a mistake because then that's all they want to do is push the buttons, but <laughs> makes them comfortable. And then I show them how it works. And usually there's not an issue. So they do feel pretty comfortable with it. Once they've gotten to see that it's not going to hurt them. I have a thing that I used to do and I would take the 12 year old, you know, that size child, put them on the table and they go for a ride 
and they love to get uh-huh. right on those tables. I would adjust them, then I'd let them up. And if there's a 40-year-old sitting there, I'd say, would you like to take a ride with your sister? And, of course, they couldn't refuse that. So they hop on the footpiece beside their sister, and they both go for a ride. Then I tell them, would you like to have me fix you like I fixed your sister? And they'd say, yes, I'd like to have that. And they've had an adjustment, and they haven't even had any objection to it whatsoever. They just had a good time. They just it looked like fun, and they wanted to do it, right? And they get to yeah. do what the big kids get to do. And so that was a way that I entered them into it. Is it difficult to learn about activator pediatric adjusting on activator virtual training? Um, I think I don't think it's difficult at all. I think once uh, you, you, you mastered some activator technique, that it's easy to go onto the, the, the virtual training module and learn more about the specifics of just how to how to address pediatric issues. Um, I think learning about the safety and efficacy is important, and how the instrument works and um, when you understand more about that and understand the force settings, you can be more comfortable with adjusting children um, of all ages. So I think I think it's really easy for learning. You know, you talked about adjusting a baby nine hours old. Uh, the literature also, if you remember the one you're talking about from Italy, uh, Marcia said that you can do zero to 90 days, and you just don't want to use more than 20 newtons of force. Now, right. I've got some uh, real good news for you. Our biomechanist from Baylor Medical School has been working on a new cervical tip or a new pediatric tip, I guess I should call it. And in this, the pediatric tip on an activator five with setting one guarantees there's no more than 20 newtons of force. So that will take the uh, anybody that's concerned about putting too much force into a zero to 90 day old baby, that will end that fear. And we should have that out here within the next couple of months. So I think, that, I think that's going to be a, a great step forward. And, and, and that's one of the things I appreciate so much about Activator is that you don't just stop at some point and keep going and keep looking for how can we continue this? How can we make sure we're doing things the right way? And I think that's one of the big takeaways that we all get the benefit from because of all the work that you continue to do. Well, so thanks for that. I guess what you would say then is get activator proficiency rated or, you know, learn the basic scan protocol so you know how to do activator in its right. own and then from there, you can take the pediatric course, which we just put out now on virtual training. It's about a four-hour course, I believe. And that's something you can add to it then. And it counts for a CE and it counts for your renewing your proficiency rating. So I think we're coming to the state now where we've got it, where it's very easy that you can take it in sections. Yes, I think it's very easy. I think it's easy to get into it. And and the pediatrics module is, is awesome because it you know, specifically goes over um, all the pediatric things, but don't, don't forget, we've also got the textbook for being able to review the basic scan procedures easily, which then can directly be applied into the pediatric adjustment. So, you know, somebody yeah. asked me one time, uh, do you think uh, digital learning or, you know, virtual training is as good as live seminars. And I said, well, there's no count. There's no action between people. You know, people like to have collegial action, if you will. But as far as learning, it's open for 30 days. You know, when you used to take a seminar that it was eight hours at the end of the eight hours, it was over. 
and you didn't have anything but, else to look at here. When you take one of these virtual training seminars, you can, it stays open for 30 days. So you can go take care of patients, go back, take a look again and see what you missed. And it actually makes it stronger. So, well, Dr. Ed Shepard from Washington today, and Ed, you put a lot of time in pediatrics. And so thank you for sharing with our audience at Activator Practices. And we're trying to activate your practice. We want your practice to get bigger and we want it to be serving more people. So Ed, thank you again. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Well, we want to thank all of you for tuning in to Activate Your Practice. And uh, Ed Shepard did a great job of his using his experience of some 40 years of how he has used uh, Activator in pediatrics. And we thank him for that. And you want to take a look at our virtual training because at the Activator Institute of Higher Learning, we've got almost 70 hours now of virtual training. And I think you'll be very excited to take a look and see how well it's done. Mm-hmm.